Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Ask Paul, the podcast where I, Paul Abernathy, attempt to answer your pressing electrical code related questions, either in a email or if selected on an upcoming podcast, much like today's podcast. Hey, I want to thank everybody out there first before I get too deep into this. I want to thank everybody out there that's gone over to Sparky Mafia and signed up for uh, an account uh, on our message board or our new forum type of thing or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of very TikTok-ish, but it's uh, pretty neat. It's free. You can go sign up on it. Uh, but I also want to thank everybody that has helped us out by purchasing some merch, uh, whether it's our stickers or uh, you picked up our minimalist wallets. Um, so I uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you're a master electrician, a journeyman electrician or whatever, and want to pick up one of these minimalist wallets, I love mine. I've had it for over a year and a half, and uh, we have them available over on sparkymafia.com if you want to pick them up. Of course, you can also get them over at uh, fasttracksystem.com as well, but uh, uh, sparkymafia.com is probably the easiest place to pick them up. And I think we have more designs over at Sparky Mafia than we do over on fasttracksystem.com. I believe that is true. Okay, we're going to get into some questions today uh, that were submitted. Uh, again, I'm trying to catch up to these questions. So again, if you've been waiting for your question to be answered, uh, you know, just I'm, I'm going to get to them. Just give me a little time. Uh, there's an awful lot of them. So uh, let's just, uh, we'll just have to slowly get through them uh, a little bit at a time. But remember, if you got a question and you want to send it in, uh, just go ahead and send it. Go to paulabernathy.com. That's the website, Paul. 
Abernathy, A-B-E-R-N-A-T-H-Y.com. And that's a portal where it's sponsored by Wix, so it doesn't cost you anything. And you can submit your question on there. I'll remind you, if you are a Fast Track student and you're asking something about your program or a question in the course, uh, make sure you let me know that you're a student, uh, that type of thing, over when you submit your question on paulabernathy.com so I can kind of make sure that I validate you and then in order to, to bump you to the top of the list, okay? All right, now, if you lie and try to do it and you ain't a student, I'll know because I cross-reference these things, and then I will block you and you will never get access to anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so let's get into today's question. All right. So this question says, hey, Paul, big fan of the show. Thank you for all you do for us out here in the field. Uh, I have a question regarding a bare copper jumper from the meter temporary riser uh, attached to the panel. Uh, it failed inspection. And I wanted to understand why it failed if it's just a bonding jumper from the meter to the panel. Uh, and also, on a side note... It failed for not having the bonding screw all the way screwed in, even though I know I did this. Uh, is this something that you see a lot? Okay, so let me, let's kind of work these in reverse order backwards here. No, it's, it's not what I see a lot, but you know, inspectors do need to make sure that if this is the service, uh, that that uh, main bonding jumper, if it's of the screw type, that it is screwed all the way in. Uh, because there are people that leave them unscrewed even in a remote distribution panel, they'll leave them, or subby, as some people like to say, they'll leave them out, and, but they'll leave them in there, and I always tell them, you know, just go on and take it out. Don't send any mixed signals or anything like that about improper case to neutral uh, issues that you might have. No, we don't, we don't want any of that. So, you know, it's best to just, just remove it if it's downstream. Now, if this is a service, okay, and it sounds like it is, then you'd most certainly uh, want to make sure that you have that main bonding jumper. That would be, in this case, since you said it's a screw, that's probably the green screw that comes with the panel that you screw through the bus into the threaded entry into the enclosure. Okay, that's the main bonding jumper. So if it looks loose, and uh, it's totally within the realm of the inspector to say, you know what, I need you to tighten that down. Now, there's some inspectors out there that will pull out a screwdriver and tighten it down. <laughs> there are. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying there are some, if that was the only thing. Um, but then there's many that are taught, and, and you know, properly so by their jurisdiction, is you don't touch it. Because the moment you touch it, somebody's going to blame you for something. Okay, And we don't need to increase your liability. So to each his own, I'm just telling you how it is in the real world. Now, dealing with the, the, the other questions. So one of the things I will tell you, and I'll tell this to everybody, you should never take what an inspector gives you if they just fail you and don't give you a code reference. So the first thing that you should do, especially when you're replying to me, is before you even do that, you need to ask the inspector, what is the code reference you're failing me for? Okay, uh, that's, that's the first thing. Now, in this case, if your bonding jumper is going from the meter back to the panel, and you already have a grounded conductor that's going through there. Of course, in your main panel, you've got your uh, main bonding jumper, like we said, which the intent is to connect the equipment grounds to the same bus that the grounded conductor's coming into, ties them together, and connects it to the enclosure. And of course, from that bus, 
It also goes down to your grounding electrode, and that would be the grounding electrode conductor that goes through it. Okay, that's all pretty common. We, we've done it day in and day out. Uh, and then obviously you're in a state and you didn't give the code reference. So again, I remind everybody, please give me code references if you can, that you get issued, but also let me know what edition of the code you're working in, because it does change from 2017 to 2020 to 2023 and or even earlier. Uh, it helps because again, I don't want to assume anything. And since you gave no code reference, I'm going to have to just assume 2023 and just roll with it. So if it was 2023, then you obviously have an issue, right? Because it, uh, you basically said from the meter to the panel. Well, we'll assume that this is an outside, uh, outside panel then because it's 2023. So we'll assume that you're okay and that's going to be the emergency disconnect and all that in 230.85. We're assuming you're going to meet all that, okay? Now, an additional bonding jumper from the panel to the meter when you already have the uh, um, the uh, grounded conductor connecting going over to the meter, uh, what this could be, what the inspector could be doing is citing that this is going to is going to bring up what's called parallel paths. Okay, and if it brings up parallel paths, uh, then you create something called objectionable current. So he could be bringing up, you know, that and be talking about 250.6. It could be, you know, he could be worried again about the issue of, of parallel paths for the sense of where you're making the connections. Since at the meter, chances are the grounded conductor is connected to the enclosure in the meter. And then, of course, in the panel, if you put that main bonding jumper in, now you've got that bus connected to the, the enclosure which is connected to the grounded conductor. So you could run an issue of parallel paths, right? So that could be what he's citing or she has, is citing, but uh, you didn't give any code reference, so I don't know. But you, you should always ask them for a code reference. Now, one of the big issues with this is if you have a grounded conductor already going back and it's bonded in the service and it's making connection to the uh, the um, actual cabinet of the meter, which is all permitted, by the way, in uh, 250.142, I believe. And that is making those connections on the supply side of the service disconnect. Okay, so the neutral can be used for that uh, application in 250.142a, uh, for example. But when you do parallels, like, and that's what he's probably looking at, is that jumper is basically in parallel with the neutral. So current traveling back, uh, it's, you know, in an issue where if you lost the neutral, then you've got this undersized uh, jumper that's going to complete that path, right? And that becomes a hazard. But also, since it's connected to the neutral all the way back to the, the can where the meter is and everything, then you have a potential division of, of current flow, uh, the return current. So that could be his issue as well. Um, and uh, we have the same issue many times when people have a meter in a panel and they use a metal raceway and we run a granite conductor through it. And then, of course, then we have this raceway. Um, but again, that is something that we've come to accept, I guess. Um, I recommend people using PVC between the meter and the service, but that's something we've come to accept. Um, and so in this case, but an intentional running this uh, bonding jumper when the grounded conductor should be serving that role 
could create a hazard there. So that could be, I encourage you to ask them what their code references are uh, and, uh, and maybe they'll enlighten you and, and, and give you a little more detail. And of course, I encourage you to follow up and share more information with me uh, or with us, the listeners, if you have a follow-up to it after they provide you with a, with a code reference. Okay? So that's the best that I'm going to be able to go on based on your, your uh, question. But thanks for listening to the show. And again, hopefully if you have a follow-up, you can uh, follow up and let us know that you're making a follow-up to this episode. I don't know what episode number this is, so uh, you'll be able to tell when you go listen to the show, write down the episode, and, and if you're going to do a follow-up, just let me know, okay? All right, let's see if we got something else here. Okay, let's see here. Another question that was submitted says, hey, Paul, can a one building have two separate meters on it, uh, one for a shop and one for an apartment? Sure, so... As you know, normally in 230.2, the number of services to a building is one. And then you've got some conditions, right? You've got special conditions, you got special occupancies, you got capacity requirements that you mean, you got different characteristics. So in this case, it's probably the same characteristics, probably 12240. You just want to have one for the shop and one for an apartment, right? So there is the ability to do that. So typically you're probably going to have one service to this building. But then it's going to branch out, right? And it's going, it's going to separate out. Now, what's going to happen is that chances are your application at this point is, is going to be one where you're like, okay, where do I go from here? And that would be in uh, part four of 230. And you'll be looking at 230.40. Now, 230.40 is, since this is probably two separate occupancies, you got the apartment, and then, of course, you got a shop. Then an application where in 230.40, you've got an exception number one. Well, the, the main part of 230.40 says each service drop and probably have one drop to this or one lateral. Okay, so it says each service drop or set of overhead service conductors, set of underground service conductors or service lateral sh shall supply only one set of service entrance conductors. Okay. So in this case, you're going to come, let's just say it's an overhead. You're going to have a drop that comes over and at the top where the weather heads are, this is where it's going to split off and one's going to go down and do the apartment and one's going to come down and do the shop. Now they're going to be uh, at the same location, uh, grouping and all that kind of good stuff. But here's where you get your allowances for to be able to do that is right here under the exceptions. Okay. Um, so 230.40 exception number one, number two, you have a number three, and you have a number four, and you have a number five, okay? So again, you're not going to be, you know, looking at this and say, okay, well, exception number four is for two-family, multi-family, and multi-occupancy buildings, okay? All right, so again, this could be argued, uh, depending on your local um, zoning, this maybe is set up with a separated divider wall. Maybe it's two separate buildings here. So it's multiple occupancy building. Okay, so one is the apartment and then the other one is a shop. So they might, you might use this one. And basically this is allowing you to be able to have, as long as you stay outside of the building, then you can have it at that service drop. Then you could come out and you have separate service entrance conductors running down and they're going to go to the uh, service for each each separate occupancy. 
Uh, the other one that you probably will run into, again, is exception number one. Now, exception number one says a building with more than one occupancy. And again, if your zoning lists this as a multi-occupancy building, so you have the apartment on one side and then, you know, a shop on the other, then it says a building with more than one occupancy shall be permitted to have one set of service entrance inductors to each service as permitted in 230.2 run to each occupancy or group of occupancies. If the number of service disconnect locations for any given classification of service does not exceed six. So I could have the weatherhead above come out and go down the riser and have the uh, up to six for the shop, I guess. And then I could come down and I have up to six for the other. Okay. But it sounds like in your case, you're just going to drop down and hit a main and one's going to go to the shop and then the other one's going to drop down and hit a main and that's going to go to the apartment. Right. And then you can change over to feeders and 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 run them to wherever you want to run them to that type of thing. So, again, so to answer your question, yes, one, check with your zoning, that type of thing uh, to do that, um, because, you you know, it, it again, you have to check and see whether or not you're talking about whether there's a firewall and it's two separate buildings or it's just one one building with multiple occupancies Check with them first, but again, you have the allowances here. Now, if it has a firewall and it's two fully separate buildings, then you can have a service to each. Each can be treated separate, okay? Uh, chances are you're probably still going to just have one drop to it, but I mean, they could be treated as separate buildings if there's a firewall between them. Uh, if it's just a, a rated wall, it's, it's a multi-occupancy building, um, it may, maybe it has just one address, uh, you know, so because usually in a building that is has a firewall separation, then you're going to have separate addresses for each side, let's say, of a building uh, because that it's going to be two separate buildings. Now, if this is a work living space, for example, where you have the apartment upstairs and then downstairs is a shop. So you're not going to have a firewall. Okay? You might have a, a, a two hour rated assembly that runs between the top and the bottom, but that's obviously not a wall, right? So if that's the case, it's still one building, but it's multiple occupancies within that one building. So you would be permitted to have this uh, come from the outside, have the service conductors you know, coming down and one going to one building and one going to the other, right? Now, since they are just one building, then you still have to do grouping, okay? And we're not looking at grouping in 230.70, uh, 70, 230.71, 230.72, I believe that's all of those. Let me go check because it goes, yeah. So the number of disconnects in 71, grouping in 72. So as, as long as you meet all that, obviously, um, but those are your options. So yes, depending on what the occupancy is and you could, you know, if it's separate buildings, then 230.2 allows you to have separate service to each if you want. If it is one building, with separate occupancies in it, then you need to look at 230.40 in the exceptions and see which one of those might work best for your situation. And as always, have a discussion with your AHJ uh, to make sure that everybody is on the same page, that type of thing, okay? Hopefully that helps you out with that. All right, folks, uh, it's gonna be all. We're gonna try to keep this one short today as I do have more to do, but I don't want them to get lost in overly long podcasts so that I make sure that I do address uh, everybody's question. 
Um, and, and to end off here, I did have a question from somebody saying, are you, is it true that you're going to be making little mini knives that are engraved with electrician on it that are going to go on a keychain? Okay. So they're going to be neat little knives. Um, and they're going to be very convenient and neat. And they're, they're one-offs. They're engraved by us here with a fiber laser. And they're going to be available over on sparkymafia.com as well as fasttracksystem.com. They will be available in the next couple of weeks um, as we fine-tune the fiber laser down and get the way we want it. And uh, we have a lot more graphics that we're going to be coming out with. Uh, and we're going to be doing different series of these little knives. So it's going to be like a limited edition type of thing. Uh, so uh, you hopefully you'll collect all of them. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, but look forward to that uh, is what we've got coming. Uh, we also have minimalist wallets. Again, we're going to have those in in many other colors. I think we have green coming, obviously red, orange, uh, navy blue, uh, light blue, um, red wine colored, I think, uh, purple. Uh, so they look really cool when they're engraved and then you have the silver of the aluminum popping through. They're pretty cool. Uh, and we will have some uh, more uh, designs here coming out here in the next week or two. Uh, and they'll all be available uh, to see online uh, and uh, make your uh, make your selection if you're interested in those wallets. I love my minimalist wallet and they're by far our best seller of the little knickknack stuff that we offer. So anyway, also coming soon, we have the little pocket 46 in one type of uh, little neat little thing to keep in your minimalist wallet. You can keep it in there uh, or in your pocket and it's awesome. It's a screwdriver, a wrench, a cutter. It just got a lot of stuff, and it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's a novelty thing, but it's pretty cool. Um, so they'll be available, and I imagine they're they're going to be cheap. So I imagine they're going to blow out quickly. So just keep looking for that. It's going to have our uh, Sparky Mafia logo uh, etched on it. So that's going to be pretty cool. And we have some limited edition flasks coming out. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a softy for a neat little flat pocket flask, not like the kind of curved ones you normally would see. These are a little unique, um, and these are you know going to hold nine ounces. Okay, so that'd be awesome. That's a that's a good amount to put uh, some uh, bourbon in or some uh, Jack in and mix with some Coke, you know, some Pepsi or Coca Cola. You know, it, it's nice to have, right? Especially with the you know first of the year, it's going to be nippy out there. So anyway, and not condoning drinking on the job. This is for after hours. Okay. So anyway, check those things out. We have so many more things coming over at sparkymafia.com. Go get your free account. We have a neat message board system now, or kind of like an interactive system that you can post pictures and illustrations and comment. And it's pretty cool. Uh, so go get it. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything to join. So check it out. All right, folks, that's it. Next time, we'll chat at you. Remember, send your questions in to paulabernathy.com, P-A-U-L-A-B-E-R-N-A-T-H-Y.com. Till next time, stay safe. God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.